Hey everybody, uh, welcome to The Huddle, and thanks for taking some time to talk with us, or, or to listen to us, I should say. And I have a guest today, and the guest is Claire Babineau-Fontenot. And Claire is a special person in the history of Walmart, and we've got a long-standing relationship. Claire, thank you for joining. I know you're doing this on your vacation, so you're taking a little bit of time away from your family, which I really appreciate. But you have a fantastic story before Walmart with Walmart at Walmart, and now as the CEO of Feeding America, which is a fantastic organization, you still have an ongoing relationship with the company. So thanks for what you were doing and what you've done. But Claire, I'd love to hear about your story, how you started and how these paths just keep keep crossing. Yes. Well, I am one who does not believe in coincidence. Uh, there's no way that my journey would have led to this role as CEO of Feeding America, what if it were not for the fact that I was at Walmart. So I'm so deeply grateful to Walmart for so many things. Among them is, is the path that led here. Let's start with your career. It's taken a number of turns. And as we were first introducing, you served as an outside counsel for Walmart for a few years and love to know about, you know, how that happened, where you went to law school, what got you into the, uh, into the space where you decided I'm going to be an attorney and you've worked in tax and other things, but love to hear your, your story. I am from a very large family in South Central Louisiana. I'll get back to that maybe in just a second. My grandparents on both sides were sharecroppers and neither of my parents had the luxury of graduating from high school. And I had these remarkable opportunities for a lot of education. I went to undergrad at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. At the time, it was called USL. And then wanting to be a lawyer, the closest law school to my hometown was in Baton Rouge. I had the chance to get a scholarship over at Southern University Law Center. So I have an LLM in tax, which is often referred to as a master's of laws. But it's another, you know, an additional specialization in, in the law that I have from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. So becoming a lawyer, becoming a tax lawyer, becoming a corporate lawyer. I did litigation work. I worked at the Louisiana Department of Revenue for a while. I worked at Price Waterhouse Coopers, which is what it was called then. Now it's PwC. That tells you how long ago that was, John. When I was there, I had my first opportunity to work on a matter for Walmart. When I left there, I went back to practice law in Louisiana and Walmart continued to be a client of mine. While according to my badge, when I left Walmart, I'd been a 13 year associate. I personally believe that John, you should do something about me having a badge that says 20 years because trust me, I worked very hard for Walmart those other seven years before I got there. So that's my path. That's how I got all the way to, to Walmart, and, uh, and then 2015 happened, and that was a really big year for me, John. I, um, I was at Walmart, and I learned that I had cancer, and everything changed. And as remarkable as my experiences were there, after I finished surgeries and chemotherapy, I had a great prognosis, in my heart, I just knew that knowing the things that I knew from my unique childhood, that I really needed to go and do something else 
And it was never about me not wanting to be there. It was about me needing to be ultimately to be here. And it's, it's just so great that in the work that I do now, I continue to be able to partner with Walmart uh, because I miss you guys when I don't get to work with you. And the good news is I get to work with you all the time. <laughs> That's right. Well, your, your, uh, you know, your point on 20 years is interesting, but it sounds like it's still going because of the partnership that Walmart has with Feeding America. But, you know, just, just on the, um, the year, two, 2015, sounds like for you it was really a year that, that I would say maybe not reshaped, but definitely added some context to the perspective you had. And it sounds like you made the decision at that point that you were going to do something where you could devote so much of your time and energy to serving serving others and serving people who really need help. It really was. And it happened on the inside of me before I could even verbalize it. It was really rather difficult. I talked to my husband about it in 2015. I didn't talk to Walmart about it for a while um, because I, I having a remarkable opportunity there and was so enriched professionally and knew such good people that I got to work with every day. So it was a really tough decision to make revisiting it over and over within myself and time passed on. I, I knew that it was the right answer. And ultimately it was not until 2017 that I officially left Walmart. But the truth be told, I started leaving when they told me that I had cancer. But your health's good now. Um, prognosis awesome. is good. Yeah, feeling great. So that's outstanding. And so, you know, all these, these things that you've overcome, uh, you decided to get the, get all the degrees your mother and father probably wondered what are you going to do with? And clearly you've done a lot with those degrees and, and accomplished many other things. Um, you've got a family, you've got kids, you've got so many other responsibilities. You did mention though, you had a very large family and you'd come back to that. Do you mind to go back to that for just a second? I am one of 108 children through birth, adoption and foster care. It's all I've ever known my whole life. My parents, became who they were to so many, even before I was born. So I came into a family where there were so many things that we knew and that I've always known. Like when other kids, I go over to their houses to eat and I'd be there for dinner or for a snack and somebody was a picky eater. I often talk about the fact that I'd hear moms saying, you better eat your food because you know there are hungry kids in Africa or there are hungry kids in China or some other distant shore. And my mom didn't ever have to say that to us because I've always known that there were hungry kids right here in the United States. So many of my brothers and sisters came to us uh, after suffering various forms of neglect, abuse. Uh, inordinately, it was so, if not exclusively, that they suffered from food insecurity as children. So not only did I, I see the impact of that had on them, I also saw on a positive note, the restorative power of food for children, not only for their bodies, but for their spirits. You know, truly amazing story, Claire. And, and the fact that you can connect now what you're doing and you're operating with purpose back to your childhood and what you saw can make such a difference. It's uh, pretty remarkable. And, you know, people that have the opportunity to have, a bit of what probably felt like a second chance. I'm sure the question was, what am I going to do with this? And did you know all those years that buried down somewhere deep inside was always this 
desire to go back into the space that you're working in now because of what you learned as a child or did the, did the, did the stars just align and it, it just came together? I think mostly it's the latter, more the latter than the farmer. But at the time of that epiphany, I knew that I was going to move into nonprofit work. I knew that I was. When yeah. people started hearing that I was leaving Walmart when the announcement went out, I'd have recruiters call, talk to me about going someplace else. And, and I'd say, oh, but I don't think you understand. That's not why I'm leaving. Um, I, I really, I, I need to go make this heart move. And, and they go, oh, yeah, 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 sure, sure. But um, so we've got this job. And it's <laughs> but if you change your mind. Company. And I go, uh, but that's really not what this. So I didn't know where I was going to go. Yeah. But what I knew was that I was going to be spending the rest of my career in nonprofit work. I knew that, that I have no desire to do anything other than work in the nonprofit space um, for the rest of my professional life. But, but for having done the work that I did before this, though, I certainly wouldn't have been well positioned for, for that board of directors to have the confidence to say yes to me and nor would I have felt comfortable with me saying yeah, yes to them either. So I don't begrudge any of those things that happened before. And I have even misspoken before John and said, oh, I, I was late to do this. I should have done this before. Shame on me for not doing it before. And then when I really think about it, I realize, no, I was supposed to do the things I did before. And I was supposed to do this now. So I get to do this now. There's no better time to plant a tree than either 20 years ago or today. And if <laughs> today today you do it, do it. You can't look back because you can't go back, but you can look from here forward. And that was the calling. So Fe Feeding America, I'd love to know, you know what's the organization like? Um, you know, I've had some experience with it, having been in the company for a while. And as I said earlier, we've, we've been partnering together in some way for at least seven years and, and more to come. But and what would you want people to know about Feeding America, the organization? And then I'd, I'd also like to talk to you about what it's been like this year as the market and the world mm. have changed so much. Absolutely. So first, who are we? So Feeding America is a federated association of food banks around the United States, 200 food banks across the U.S. and in U.S. territories. I say that we are wherever hunger is in this country. And even before this pandemic, there was not one county or parish, you know, I'm Babineau Fontenot, I will throw that parish in there too, John. Uh, there was no uh, major uh, um, geography in this whole United States where there were not people who were facing hunger from the richest to, to the poorest. So we touch in every parish in the whole United States. So we do that through 200 food banks, through over 60,000 food pantries and soup kitchens and meal programs around the United States and good times, 2 million volunteers around the United States too. We have remarkable donors among them and high among them. And in fact, I think, in fact, the only donor that we have that touches every single one of our food banks and therefore has the same reach that we have around the US and in every territory is Walmart. So it's it's interesting how many parallels there are. I'm sure that I would not be at Feeding America right now, but for Walmart and the investments that were made in me and the learnings that I had coming out of my professional experiences with Walmart. I'm also confident that Feeding America would not be positioned to do the things that we're doing right now in the midst of this crisis, but for the types of investments that Walmart has made 
And they're, uh, it's just a remarkable partnership. The very first food bank on the planet was started by our founder, Mr. Van Hingle. And that was in the 60s. Fast forward in 79, some of those food banks decided that a national office would be helpful for advocacy work, as well as for coordination or the distribution of funds for helping with strategic vision casting, et cetera, all the things that Feeding America does right now as a network. So even from the early stages, um, Walmarts were providing food to our costs. So during Katrina in the midst of that disaster, as I was sitting there in Bentonville, Arkansas, feeling really guilty about the fact that I didn't know where members of my family were during Katrina. I'm from Louisiana. Babineau Fontenot usually gives that away. And, um, but Walmart was stepping up in a big way in a lot of ways. And one of the ways that Walmart was stepping up was changing the whole dynamics of its partnership with Feeding America, making deep investments, including the types of investments that is really difficult to get from, from partners, like recognizing that it's one thing to provide produce, which Walmart certainly provides us with really a nutritious mix of food for people facing hunger. But where are you going to refrigerate it? So Walmart made capacity investments in Feeding America, provided um, funding for trucks, for refrigeration, uh, just this deep, deep investment. And but for those investments that have been that since 2000 and and um, and five is when those big, big investments started being made in this really concerted way, and it continues today. So. It includes all of those types of things. Over the years, I believe Walmart has provided over $170 million in cash to Feeding America across our network and $4.5 billion, 4.5 billion meals, 4.5 billion meals. Well, it's a big number. Wow. It's a big number. It's a big number. And in the, the seven years, I, was, I think what I was referring to is the um, Fight Hunger Spark Change campaign. Um, yes, like exactly. Said, I, I remember I remember well, just like you do, you know, these events like Katrina. I can remember the days, the evenings, the mornings, what we were going through day to day to try to help. And, you know, this year in some ways has has felt like that, but it's it's just happening all over the country as we've had so many shifts and so many people who, who need help. But the, uh, the, the market has, has certainly been different. Um, you know, so many people have shifted from restaurants, eating at home, stay-at-home orders have changed the way we consume. We had a few weeks where there was massive panic buying in the country, and I'm sure that had to have an effect on the donations and what was available. So we, I remember a few days, Claire, yes. where we had stores that we were measuring the in-stock, not the out-of-stock. And at Walmart, you know, we manage and we measure how many out-of-stocks we have. We were counting how much we actually had in some spots. So I'm sure that had an effect. Is that, has that started to, uh, to normalize a bit? And how did, you, how did you get through that? Yeah. Oh, it did. It did. Um, so it is feeling like it's starting to, to normalize. It's not back where it was. The, the, the number one source of food for our whole network is donated food from retail outlets. So when I, I when I've had the opportunity to be on to be interviewed, like with the national media, I, I talk about the fact that if you see those shelves and they're empty, 
And if yeah. you contemplate the fact that that's the primary source of food for, for our network, that means that, that our traditional partners um, have don't have as nearly as much that they can provide. But that's one of the ways that Walmart stepped up. You talked about um, fight hunger, uh, uh, spark, spark change. change. It is this remarkable program, the most, the most pro productive type of initiative that we have with a partner is this one that we have with Walmart, where the monies that are raised go right into local communities. It's not only Walmart, though it include, it's important that it include Walmart, but you also get your suppliers to buy in. And there are designated items that when purchased have a particular return for people facing hunger right there in those communities. I mean, it's been extraordinary. And I talked about big numbers, 4.5 billion, but the numbers around, around that effort are huge as well. Over a billion meals provided because of that effort all alone. So there's so much that's being, that's being done. Well, in the midst of this pandemic, clearly your whole, you had to adjust to a new normal and we had to adjust to a new normal as well. And the, the level of partnership that we've had yet again from Walmart with things like thinking about, well, right now we're having trouble with even wrapping our heads around how to, how to provide food in a nutritious way. How, is there anything we could do when we're seeing that online sales are, are really picking up for, as, as I'm sure you know, John, very sure. well, because sure. we're rethinking they're going to get access to food. Well, what do you guys go and do? You you have the Roundup initiative where you use uh, uh, more than one online format and you decide, you give people an opportunity to round up their change and to provide that funding to, to Feeding America. So even when you were trying to figure out how you're going to stabilize your own business, you were also thinking about what the implications were for people facing hunger and what that would mean for our partnership between the two of us. And that's been really, really invaluable as well. So there are so many different ways uh, that you have invested in our work. And one of the things that I loved about working at Walmart is that I knew for a fact that not only was Walmart a remarkable business but that it also did deep and meaningful things for the communities in which it served. I know that even more today than I did when I worked there. I get to see that reflected in the work that we do together. I actually travel around the United States, even in the pandemic, and I will go and visit food banks and try to help with distributions. And so often someone who was there Oftentimes, in fact, now about 40% of the people who are coming in need of help never imagined that they'd ever need us and they've never before had to rely upon the charitable food system. And they're there and, and they feel some of them, you know, heads are down. You can see that there's even an element of shame involved in the way that they feel. And I get to participate in helping them to understand that that is in fact what we are here for. And when I get these impassioned thank yous from people. I don't always get to say, hey, um, Walmart, you guys, you should feel gratified in this because there's no way that we would get to do what we do if it were not for the investments that Walmart makes in us. So there are a lot of people across the United States who are deeply grateful for what's being done. And that they, there's no, again, yeah, 
you're helping to make that happen. Since we, we have numbers already, so in ordinary times, we were serving about 4.5 or so billion meals a year. And in just from March the 1st to the middle of May, we'd already served, provided, I should say, over a billion meals, 1.1 billion meals. We're anticipating that we're gonna provide eight billion meals over the course of the running 12 months after that. So the need is huge, um, but I am undaunted because I, we have partners who are out there helping us to, to make this happen. I, I have every expectation that we're gonna find creative ways. We're gonna to continue to partner to, to find ways to help people. And, and I feel privileged that I get to be a part of that. And I hope that the people of Walmart, some of those who touch the work that we do together really directly and others, not so much, but I hope that they understand that we, that they should feel proud of, of the work that their organization is doing with us. Well, Claire, thanks for that message. There are many, many people in the company and around the company or people like, like you who have been with the company that recognize the opportunities that are created here and they extend not only while you're part of it, but after you're part of it, you're still able to impact so many and our team has done so much for so many this year. And I, I feel the same way you do and I couldn't be more proud of the team and thanks for recognizing them. Blair, your story is, is an inspiration. It is great to see you again. It's been too long and I hope to stay in touch and we should talk more frequently than, than what we have been, which is I think about every year or year and a half. So we, we've got to narrow those windows, but thanks for what you're doing for the country, for the organization. Appreciate the story. And as you said, this is, this is running on almost a couple decades now of, of progress of working together. And as you said, the need is real and it's, it's almost double last year. Thanks for what you're doing and, and appreciate you coming on to take some time with us. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me, John. Thank you, everybody out there. We appreciate you. We really do.